Hi, James. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on my YouTube channel slash podcast, Cheryl's Motor Force. Um, I appreciate you agreeing to be a, be a part of this. And um, as, as we talked about before, um, I'm working on a series called Lessons from Lockdown, which really is to kind of share lessons that individuals learn from this pandemic, from the stay-at-home order, from the lockdown, if you'll, if you'll call it that, of having time to, to slow down. And many people that I, I speak to, um, some people feel like, you know, they are having some positive things happen, you know, during this time. But other people that I've talked to uh, feel like they're focusing more on the, on the negative. And so uh, because I'm an eternal optimist and I always see good things, um, I, I'd like to highlight uh, folks that are taking this time and really uh, changing, getting better, seeing something uh, positive for the future in hopes of encouraging others because we're all going through the same um, situation. We may be dealing with it differently, but mm -hmm. I think we all are in this together. And so uh, before we get started with any of the questions, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so born and raised San Antonio, Texas. Um, I, I decided to move here for, uh, for college for basketball. Uh, so I moved up here in 05 and I, I've been here ever since. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I did uh, sing opera, play basketball. Um, I went to Wilberforce University then transitioned over to Wright State University, did opera, sang at the Dayton Opera House a few times there, and then uh, officially moved to Columbus, Ohio in 05, and I've been here ever since. So I do have uh, two sets of twin girls who are uh, under the age of seven. So um, when, when I'm not working or building businesses, I'm chasing them around the house. So, uh, that's always fun for sure. So that's a little bit about myself. <laughs> wow. So wait a minute. I, I have to just yeah. recap here. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You have two sets of twins. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, and hold on two sets of twins under <laughs> seven. I think you said. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, six so, and so four. Six and four. Yes. Wow. That, I mean, sounds fun and exhausting at the same time. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, very busy, very bossy. I didn't know. I didn't know how bossy women were until I had daughters. So that's one thing I did learn through this. Oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> but, so uh, cute. Yes. Two sets of twins. So, yeah. And then the opera. You sang opera. Yes, 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 I did in the past. I, I still sing a little bit here and there, but yeah, I, I did sing opera. I'm a lyric baritone, so. Oh, wow. May, maybe you'll sing one of your answers. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the way out, I may say, right. just give us a little. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so basketball and opera, that's like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, two opposite, right? This is yeah, that, but but you know what? It's good that people can't look at a person and just tell what their interests are by right. just reading a book by their cover. You know, so that's 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 cool. Really, yeah. really cool. It's a nice fun fact. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> so um, again, we're talking about lessons from lockdown, and um, what I wanted to ask you is when you think about your experience that you've had thus far, like during this time, um, if you could describe your experience with one word, what would that one word be and why? It's been amazing. And the reason why I would describe it as amazing because with this pandemic, I mean, it was just so unexpected. It, it just, it just happened so quickly. You know, things were just flowing. Businesses was was just going. It was going as usual, right? Money flowing, yeah. everything like that. And then, all of a sudden, in I think it was in March, things just shut down. And you know, and at that time, um, you know, because I'm a portfolio manager uh, uh, at a at a IT company, and so I do have like six businesses outside of what I do currently. And so, um, and with the six businesses, you know, it was just a lot of uncertainties like, okay, hey, what's going to happen? Okay, clients, business, uh, you know, traffic flow. Uh, and then, you know, through it, 
it actually boomed my business where I actually launched uh, just not only having my six businesses uh, thriving, but also launched a, a, vir a virtual university uh, uh, teaching on the kingdom of God. So it, it's been amazing every step of the way. And uh, it hasn't been as easy as, as it sounds, but definitely amazing for sure through this time. Well, first of all, yes, to use the word amazing is probably <laughs> perfect to have six, six businesses yeah. <laughs> and plus a full-time role and, and not to mention two sets of twins. Yes. Yes. Very busy in the house. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you have to be doing some amazing things to juggle all that. How, how do you, how do you juggle all that? You know, um, you know, by the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. I, I just ask God to increase my capacity and, and there's a way to increase your capacity. So, you know, what I do is I actually help people to understand what Jesus did for us, right? Yeah. So it's just not he came to save us, but he gave us the keys to the kingdom, according to Matthew 28, 18, when it says that, you know, all power and authority uh, in heaven and in earth has been given to me, therefore go. And mm -hmm. so he's given us delegated authority into the earth. And so uh, with that, God has helped uh, to, uh, to increase my capacity to handle uh, those businesses and to automate it. So now I'm in the automation uh, mode there. Wow. But the cool thing about it too also is one of the businesses, uh, it's not necessarily my business, it's actually my children's business. Uh, they have a real estate business that I opened up for them. And, uh, and so I'm actually getting them into real estate now and, uh, and they're learning about, you know, cash flow and everything. So they have a board game called cash flow for kids. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I like what you said about increasing your capacity yes. um, and really even pray, knowing to pray for that, to say like, Lord, increase my capacity because yeah. if we want more, we definitely have to be able to handle more. And if we don't align our character and our life systems um, with where we're headed, we can't be sustained. And so that, I mean, that is like a huge key right there. Like I need my capacity increase yes. and not yes. just to be able to take on more, but how do I manage it? And how do I have wisdom, you know, wisdom Absolutely. to do it skillfully um, and effectively. Absolutely. So with, with all the things that you're juggling, all the businesses, the two sets of twins, I'm going to keep saying that because I want to see them now. I mean, I, need, I have yeah, to see I a picture of them. Yes, yes, um, yes. But that. with all of that, uh, I'm sure that you've been stretched in various ways and have learned some, some life lessons or, or maybe lessons in business that you may want to share with us. So what is the, the greatest lesson or lessons that you've learned throughout this lockdown that you think that you would share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So there's been, there's been a few uh, life lessons, but just one of my favorites is, is basically um, I'm not looking for everyone. I'm just mm -hmm. looking for the right one. And, and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, there's customers, there's partnerships that, that, um, that uh, helps you to take, to take you to a different level. Mm -hmm. And so in this, so in this pandemic, it's really helped to narrow down who's really, who's really a professional versus an amateur. And mm -hmm. so, um, and so with businesses and, and understanding how to uh, navigate through these uh, uncertainty, uh, uncertain times, um, God has just really led me to the right people that can help me and, and I can help them to advance the kingdom, but also advance our businesses as well. And so um, you're not looking for everyone. You're just looking for the right one that, uh, that will go with you and that shares the same values and beliefs as well. So that's one of the uh, life lessons for sure. Wow. Yeah. One of my life lessons is similar one that I've gotten and it is, it's not enough to just do a good thing, but to do the right thing. And I was doing yeah. a bunch of good things, just like saying <laughs> yes to everything. Yep. I can help. Yep. I can help. Yep. I can help and doing this, this, and this. And mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and say, but, but what is the right thing for me? Like, right everything that's good is not right for me. And I need to be, you know, focusing my time and attention on the things that are going to propel me forward and closer to my purpose. And that will have the greatest level of impact. And I think it kind of ties into what you were saying about the right person, because it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you are 
trying to move ahead with somebody that's pulling in the opposite direction, you won't get as far. And so, yeah, that's exactly definitely the right thing, doing the right thing with the right people. I always say like everybody can be, maybe not everybody, but most people can be on the bus of your life, but you have to put them in the right seat. And so even when you have the right person, if you have a person who shouldn't be as close to you, close to you, then mm -hmm. they may have negative impacts on your behaviors, on your success. Um, and likewise, if you have somebody that should be closer, further away, you know, you may not reach your, your full potential. So it's really having the, the wisdom to know who to put where you have your fun friends that you can just laugh and joke with. You may have your workout friends that you just exercise with, but you can't tell them none of your personal business because they can't handle it. And then you may have that person that you can just, you know, share like, you know what, I can share my, my real self with you. Um, not that you're phony to anybody, but that, that you can, you know, shared secrets or share struggles or what have you so that um, they'll give you wise counsel or prayer or, or, or whatever it is that you need. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so when you think about this time and the lessons that you've learned, um, have you had any personal hurdles um, that you face? And if so, what were the hurdles or the hurdle and how did you overcome it? Well, you know, there, there, there were a lot, okay? Um, it, it's just not necessarily just the uncertainty with business and mm -hmm. now no longer uh, having that face-to-face -face and, and now doing it virtually. It's, it's really adjusting your whole entire life because now my children can't go to daycare or school. And so it's really, it was really trying to figure out, hey, how do I balance, you know, work, then my children, on top of making sure that their needs are met, but then also my business needs are met as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it was just, uh, it, it was a lot to, to handle. You know, I think the first uh, two months were a struggle because I mean, you know, I'm really the face to face kind of guy, you know, mm -hmm. cause I, I like to be in the room. I get energy being in the room with everybody, you know what I'm saying? And so, and so now having to be on a computer and staring at a screen, you know, for an hour, it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. So, um, so, so what I basically did is I went to work and, and, and the work that I did is I, I really, I really sat back and I mapped out a game plan to say, okay, James, you know, okay, hey, you've been good at meeting people, sitting down with them, talking with them, and, and building that rapport. Now that this is a hurdle, now that you have where you're going to have to have your kids around and those things, mm -hmm. okay, so how are you going to uh, maximize your time within your schedule? right? And really increase your capacity to better connect on a Zoom now yeah. and, and better and also, you know, making sure that your kids are good and teaching them and making sure that they're in line with their education. So, um, so you know, with, God, with God's grace, uh, being able to map that out to say, okay, hey, here's the books I'm going to read. You know, one of my favorite books is The Speed of Trust. Uh, which is a great book and I would recommend to anybody um, okay. where I'm like, okay, hey, how do I build, you know, trust through virtually, right? Wow. And being able yeah. to, to connect. Okay, what, what's the verbiage? What's the, what, what, what are some of the, uh, the postures and some of the things that I can do to instill that trust and, but still feel like, wow, there's a connection through this virtual you know, office here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but then also on the flip side to say, okay, James, you know, uh, with your personal, with your professional, okay. What about your personal? What about your mindset? What about your skill sets? Okay. Now, what about your skill sets being a father and just saying, okay, Hey, let's map this out to say, okay, the kids need to, uh, ha need to read this. They need to study uh, this workbook. They need to have their ABCs and numbers, one, two, threes, uh, all of that. So through this pandemic, it's been, it's been a lot of hurdles uh, uh, to overcome. And then even now, now that we're kind of, now that school is opening, there's still this uncertainty on, okay, the protocol and testing and, you know, hey, if your kid has COVID, um, okay, what, what's, what are the next steps? How long can they, how long will they have to be away? So that all plays a role as well now. So those are new, new things that I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's definitely a lot. And I have, we have one child and he's, he'll be two next month yeah. and I don't have 
a school ager, but having a toddler running around while I was trying to work, there were days uh, I saw a meme that <laughs> described it perfectly like, do I live at work or do I work at home? I don't know. I mean, it was just like the, right. the, the lines were completely blurred and right, right. I was, I almost went crazy. I mean, I don't want to say went crazy, but I, I feel like I could have, if it would have went on another month, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened because doing my job with a almost two year old running around, he learned to climb during, during COVID, right? He learned uh, to, to, to jump. He learned to throw things forward for the first time. Yep. Um, and so he was exploring and doing whatever a toddler is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I'm like typing away on the computer, working and looking. And I'm like, and just because we had this pandemic, my, my load at work didn't decrease. In fact, it increased. Right. <laughs> and so I was trying to juggle everything. And while I could have taken some time, like, because mm-hmm. they offer a different time that you could take. I wanted to, I knew that if I would have took time off, honestly, I would have been more behind coming back to work than I would have been had I not just worked. So yeah, definitely, I mean, I don't understand exactly what you're going through, especially with juggling the school, but just parents with their children during this time, Mm -hmm. it is, it's definitely, um, testing your, your patience, testing your, you know, your parenting skills and, and teaching you probably to be creative with, Mm -hmm. um, with, with how you handle things. But one thing that I will say, even though it was definitely a challenge for me and he's in daycare now, part-time, um, I, there were days prior to COVID where I was saying, man, I, my, my son is at the babysitter all day and I'm missing all these moments when he's doing things for the first time and I'm not getting to see it. And I feel like God's like, Oh, okay. You want more time? Here you go. <laughs> you can you can see all those moments. Right, right, right. Okay, here you go. You like, oh, okay. Can I go back to work? <laughs> right, right, right. So, so definitely. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, de- definitely. Th- those were some 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 hurdles. So, what for yeah. for me personally, when, when I'm going through hurdles and experiencing, you know, times that kind of stretch me, I usually look. Uh, with some little some introspection and 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 learn things about myself so I can adjust. Is there anything that you learned about yourself during this time that maybe you forgot or maybe you just saw for the first time? Yeah, you know there there were uh, there were a few. I think that uh, you know normally people say that I'm impatient. I'm just that very impatient person. So I mean, when you're successful like yourself or like myself in different careers where we're in a leadership position and we have to you know move things forward regardless mm-hmm. of if we're out or not, things mm-hmm. have to still move forward. And so um, and being in these roles can um, test your patience when things are not moving at, mm-hmm. at, in a in a timely fashion. And so um, during this, being introspective is realizing like, whoa, okay, I, I definitely don't have the patience that I need, right? Um, and, and, and allowing myself to, to understand and say, hey, look, you know, this is, this, these are trying times and people are in different situations and not everybody is as fortunate as myself uh, yeah. to be in this kind of position. So it's just really understanding and, and being um, uh, mindful of those things and, and, and showing empathy to that and saying, okay, hey, how can I better connect you know, with, uh, with my peers and people outside of, of, of my circle or my bubble, as I would say. Yeah. And so, so that was one of the, of the things that I definitely uh, learned you know, through this time of, uh, of, uh, of this pandemic. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a really good one too. Just like you said, connecting and being mindful that that's what stuck out of what you just said to me, like Mm -hmm. being mindful that everybody is going through the situation or situations differently. And sometimes you can, or we can, as people assume that everybody handles things the way that we do and Mm -hmm. somebody else may get offended a little more easy. Somebody else may be sad at something. Some, somebody else may be a little more fearful during a time where you're not, or, or whatever the case may be. And I like to say all pain is real to the person who feels it. And mm-hmm. so if somebody's feeling something just because you don't, doesn't mean it's not real. And when you are, like you said, like a person that's like driving for results, it is easy to run past, like, what are you doing? Come on, let's get this done. You right, know, right. <laughs> but being able to stop and think that, wait a minute, 
whatever this person is going through, I need to be cognizant of that. I need to be aware. And like you said, empathetic because people don't, you know, remember what you got done as much as they remember how you treated them and how you made them feel when you were around them. And so that goes a long, a long way, especially being a leader. Um, mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that, that's a, a powerful, powerful thing that you just said, you know, because without people, you can't even get results if the people no. aren't healthy and the people aren't, um, in a good spot right? and, exactly. and engaged. Yes. Um, so speaking about what you, what you learned, is there anything that you've plan to, to change or implement in your life or at work um, based on just things that you've learned? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm doing a, a total revamp of branding, right? So, you know, I, so one of my businesses is like 10 years old. And so, and, and really, I didn't know what I wanted to do with this business necessarily. And so it's just, it was just kind of just there. And so now um, through this pandemic and just realizing how, um, how quickly your livelihood could uh, change just at a drop of a dime, right? Because mm -hmm. of, you know, coronavirus. <clears throat> and so what, so what I'm uh, doing currently now is uh, going through a total rebrand in terms of, you know, health, in terms of uh, my appearance, uh, dress wear, um, far as in the information that, that I'm conveying out there, Facebook, Instagram, and just really reaching people to show people that, hey, even through these hard times, there's still light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. And there's, there's, there's something out here. There's, there's great things happening. I mean, just with, you know, just in these times, I mean, there's more multimillionaires being produced just in these times because of, of, uh, of just the virtual, uh, virtual aspect of it, right? And so, uh, so Zoom and Google and Microsoft Teams, so there's so many opportunities out here. So mm -hmm. just going through the rebranding um, with the businesses and conveying the proper message to say, hey, you know, here's what's out here. Here's what, here's what you can get involved in. Uh, because some people need purpose. Um, some people just don't know, you know, what their purpose is or life calling. They're still trying to figure that out. I mean, I, I, I met, you know, I've met people along the way, even now they're 31, 33, 35, and they don't even know what they want to do with their life. I mean, you, you, you would have thought, Hey, at 20, you would have figured that out. Right. So, so now it's just the time to uh, press forward, press in and say, Hey, look, let's, Hey, let's really do this thing and, and really uh, reach them with the word and, and uh, see where it goes. So, yeah. So that's what I, that, that's what I've been doing with the businesses. Wow. I like what you said about branding and when people hear the word branding, sometimes they think about a company and a logo, but mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that we as individuals have a personal brand and people you know what they say you the way you dress determines how you're addressed and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that your clothing is everything but when people see you they get a certain impression of you based on what you have on regardless of who you are right. or what color you are or anything like that like people just they get an impression the word choices that you use like you said your social media i mean i'm, I'm touching on that again because i think our listeners that that is a, a key component to succeeding and, and pivoting into who you want to be sometimes our personal brand doesn't align with who we are supposed to be and so we're Absolutely. sending out messages unintentionally that don't line up with who we say we are right. um and right. i think i think you just had you made me have like an, an, an enlightenment moment because i i've been going through the kind of a similar thing where i'm like changing I, I got rid of like 11 bags of clothes and i didn't buy all new stuff but i bought a lot of new stuff <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um but um even purging my house cleaning up i started to see things different and i told mm -hmm. somebody else this and it's, uh, they, it says your outward is a reflection of what's in your mind and i think mm. sometimes when we're going so fast and doing so many things we don't see ourselves the way that we should be and this time has allowed me to, to care more about how I look to others, care more. Because before I'd be like, who cares? It ain't no big deal. It's, I don't, I'm not worried about that. But really, if I am going to you know, have an impact in, in the life of others, 
then I need to care what people think about me. I need to care. I mean, not to the extent that it shakes me off of my purpose, but right. to the extent that I don't want to disappoint somebody. And I don't want to turn anybody off mm -hmm. um, unnecessarily because I'm not, you know, really caring about how I'm portraying myself. And so I think that that is a really good one. Like our, our personal brand, I actually did a video uh, maybe a, a month or so ago about our, our personal brand. And so, mm -hmm. because I was kind of going through that same thing where it's like my, my hair, you know, like even yeah. just clothing, the words I choose, what, what I post purposely, like you said, connecting with different people and challenging myself, stretching myself and, and not, assuming that I'm right about everything because sometimes when you've succeeded in certain areas, you can feel like, well, I already know that. I already know that. But opening myself up to new ideas because I'm like, if I'm going to grow that, you know, I want my brand to be, I'm teachable. Not right. that I know because as what I know is only going to keep me where I'm at. Exactly. Exactly. I a hundred percent agree with that. And, and you're right. You're right. And I think that, uh, so today I had a uh, client, they reached out to me and they were asking me about, about their business and they're saying, Hey, look, I want to expand. I want to reach different, uh, different ethnic groups. So how do I get there? How do I do it? And, and when I went to their uh, social media, Facebook, I said, there's nothing about you. No one, no one knows nothing about you. It, it, it just appears like you're a robot and you're not, you're not a person at all. And you know, the person did get offended, but when they, when they thought about it, they was like, you know what, you're right. And so it is about the message that you're conveying, you know, the way, what you put out there and what you're, what you're trying to communicate, the words that you use. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just very mindful of those things. And, and like you said, it's not to get you off your kilter, right? Off your yeah. purpose or your mission, but it's just to ensure that you're not necessarily offending, you know, people on purpose because, yeah. because again, you know, um, you're just not being mindful. So just being teachable, open, but hey, reachable as well too. So yeah, yep. it's exciting. It, it is. And just one more thing on that. I think, like I said, it really ties into when you begin to know who you are and see yourself the way that you should be, mm -hmm. you get uncomfortable with staying the same. And it's almost like something is forcing you and pushing you like, get better, do better, look better, you know, yes. all of that. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, 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 um, I think a good thing, a good thing to do just for, for growth purposes. Absolutely. Now you mentioned earlier that you read, I think you said the speed of trust. Yeah. Is there any other um, books or anything that you have listened to recently that has inspired you? Yes. I mean, I look, I read over, I read over a hundred plus books a year. Right. So I'm constantly in books, just constantly just diving deep. Uh, 3,000 audios a year. So if, if I was really to sit here and tell you my, <laughs> We'll be here all day, right? So, yeah. um, so I, I would say one of one of my favorite books um, that I'm currently reading is called "Switch on Your Brain" by Caroline Leaf, mm -hmm. and and the purpose of this book is to it, it's a she's a Christian she's a Christian scientist, and she's done some studies on the brain, and now scientists with everything that's been advancing there, uh, they can literally read your brain to know if you're thinking negative or positive. Wow. And so, and so what she, so what she talks about is how do you break generational curses and strongholds in your life? Hmm. And so she actually goes through the process of really unlayering uh, of like releasing these strongholds and generational curses and truly renewing your mind to the kingdom. And so, uh, so this is a book that, uh, a book that I'm reading. It's an easy read. I think it's what, maybe 200 pages, but, um, but it's valuable information um, that's really impact my thought on like even my habit, my routine, the moment I wake up, the first thing that I do, you know, praising God, but then I'm jumping into the word, renewing my mm -hmm. mind because of the branches that, that are, are being formed in that morning time between three and 6 a.m. So yeah, so that's one of the books for sure. Wow, it's, it's just crazy that the the same things that you're saying is kind of what I've been encountering during this time too. like even challenge, like I mentioned earlier, challenging my way of thinking and even reaching all the way back to childhood to say, 
why do I even do this? Why do I think this? And I was, I was listening to an audio uh, a couple weeks ago and the, the author was saying that um, when we are born and we're like children, we're kind of like sponges. So we're soaking up all kind of information and we're wringing it out and, and get and consuming more. And it's like, we're, we're beings because we're being in the moment and we're just taking yeah. information. Well, as we age and life happens, right? We get rejected. We go through financial trouble. We go through marital issues. We go through uh, what, whatever happens to us, right? As right. time passes, any negative things, we get impressions about people, ourselves, and life in general based on what we've experienced. And that sponge then gets dried out. And just as a, a natural sponge, when it dries, no longer has any flexibility. It's just stiff. Mm-hmm. We be, he said that we become like that and no new information can get in because we are trapped in that dry sponge and recycling all the thoughts and all the experiences that we've had. And so then we meet a new person, right? And then we, because we're a dry sponge, we associate, the minute they say something we don't like, we associate them with another person, right? Because we, we, are, we had that experience or somebody gives us new information and we feel like, well, I already know that. I don't need any new information because I, I, I'm, I'm smarter than you, right? And then, so then we reject it because mm-hmm. of, of that, or we don't want to try out for something or we don't want to extend ourselves because we've been rejected before. And so we're like, I don't want to do that. And so, so all these things he was saying, like, right. come and we have to somehow break out of that glass ceiling and get us, get our mind to be more like a wet sponge again, to mm-hmm. be able to receive and give information. And so I've been, after, after I heard that, I had been re- replaying that in my mind over and over and over again. And he said, like, even a child, he said, a child, you know, they can be upset one minute. And what do you do when your child is upset or they're crying? You distract them. You show them something else. And literally their attention shifts. And he said, because children are the the greatest example of a human being because they can be and be present in the moment and he said as adults that's what we need to do like shift our focus when something negative happens and so i've been and literally like asking myself though the same questions that that he was saying like well you know if i hear new information like well what if i'm wrong like most people don't question themselves about that we assume that we already know i want to give you all the answers but if i want to get better i have to ask myself like well what if i am a dry sponge what if i am wrong you know and uh i'm assuming that i know something and so that everything you said i said that it was good but i mean that one really was (laughs) that was was really good to me because that's kind of what i've been i've been going through the same exact thing just mentally and emotionally and i guess growing in in those areas right I actually think about it um, as the soils, right? When Jesus was talking about the soils, right? The mm-hmm. rocky soil, the seed, yeah. man, the thorny. Oh, wow. Are you, yeah. Are, are you actually, and then I even tell people, are you fertile? And even mm-hmm. in the fertile, there's three foes to it. There's 30, 60, and 100. So you have to look at what kind of soil you are. And if you are fertile, well, mm-hmm. what kind of fertile soil? Yeah. Uh, are you are you able to receive it fully, partially, a little? So um so I constantly evaluate myself against that as well. So absolutely, you you're you're 100% on point, but yeah, that that's how I look at it as well. Awesome. So so what advice would you have for anyone who is still, you know, struggling uh, emotionally during this time? You know, I thought about this question and, um, and I, I had to take a step back and say, okay, you know, cause I've been fortunate to have the kind of mentors in my life. Right. Cause I think that, you know, you're not meant to do this alone. Right. Even mm-hmm. though, even though the path is, uh, is done by ourselves, but we're not alone on the path by ourselves. So we have people there to encourage us to keep us, keep us on that narrow path. And so um, I've actually gone back and did an inventory because I was teaching this about two weeks ago in my uh, kingdom series uh, with mm-hmm. uh, the singles. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them, I said, hey, you know, I have to go back and reevaluate the, the people that are speaking into my life to ask myself to say, hey, are these people getting me to where I need to be? 
mm-hmm. right? Because you can have mentors that got you at a point in time to where you're at, but are they still capable and able to get you to where you need to be, right? In your yeah. future. And so taking an inventory. So what, what I would encourage people um, in these times of emotions is to truly find, you know, people out there who have their vested interest in their success, in their emotional, their spiritual, their financial, whatever, whatever uh, it is in their life to, to allow someone to speak into their life, right? To speak life. Because yeah. life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you're going to people that speak in, you know, nonsense, then, you know, that, that feeds into your doubts, that feeds into your fears, that feeds into your insecurities. And so, um, and so it's just really building a, a team of people and association that can keep you on the narrow path. Uh, that's what I've been doing. That's yeah. what I've done. And these are the times where you don't, you don't isolate, you actually, you actually collaborate more. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's my uh, advice to people. That, yeah, that is so important to collaborate. Um, I was talking to a young lady who lives, you know, by herself. And during this time, she moved in with friends temporarily so that she wouldn't be alone because she was at home and mm-hmm. just feeling anxiety, feeling depressed and um, had to, you know, had wow. to, you know, stay with, stay with some friends. And so I think that was a very, very smart move. And it's, it's easy to isolate for someone who's kind of more of an introvert or for someone who feel, you know, who already has emotional issues, who feels like, well, nobody wants to be around me or, you know, nobody really cares and telling themselves that story over and over again. And so I think that's, that's, that's very, very good advice to, 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 to connect with people to not isolate. And then even if you're not a person that uh, isolates, but maybe you want to get to the next level and something you said, James, you said that there are mentors and people that can get you to a certain point and then they may not be able to take you any further because it's beyond the success that they have. Mm -hmm. And so you may not cut off the one mentor or person who's getting you there, but you may find somebody else who's doing the thing that you want to do it, do and getting the level of success that you want to get so that they can give you tips. And, you know, when, when you're dealing with um, tough times, for me at least, having something to look forward to and having hope helps me to pull through because now I have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And when you have a mentor, you have somebody who's helping to pull you, they can see your potential even when you can't see it. And when you're ready to give up, they're like, uh-uh, you got this, you can do it. Right, and right they can, they, they show you that. And so that, that is huge. That is, that is huge to really like, we need people. I even been, have been telling people recently, like, Hey, I don't want to text. Call me. I will call you all this text and stuff. I'm old school. Listen, like you need (laughs) personal relationships. Like if all you know of somebody is, 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 is text messages, then number one messages get misconstrued that way. Um, you can't tell anybody's original intent and you really can't get to know somebody through, through a, through a text message, you know, and so, or, or really build relationship. And so, um, even during this time, actually picking up the phone, doing a face to face zoom, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, something, you know, whatever you have to do to have that personal interaction or go, go sit at the park and sit on one. If you, if you can't get close to each other, sit on one stool and sit on the other and, and right. you know, at least right. see each other. And so <laughs> having that human connection, because we, mm-hmm. we were designed to connect. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree. This text message and social media, I mean, yep. is good because it expands your influence, but yep. it, it could be a bad thing because you lose that, 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 that connection and that touch, the human touch of, hey, I care about you. Hey, I, I want to yep. you know, hear you, you know, feel you, you know, kind of thing. And so uh, I 100% uh, agree. Yeah, we, we're so quick to just... Yeah. Text message, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there's no replacement for, for human interaction at all. No. And sometimes in this day and age, people actually get upset if you call them. Like I've, I've texted somebody and they responded right away. And then I call them and then they don't answer the phone. And then they'll text back like, oh, what's up? You know, I'd rather text. I'm like, and it was somebody I was trying to be friends with. And I was like, well, that's 
weird. Okay. Well, I, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not weird to some, but for me, I feel like, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, like pick up the phone, call back. If you, I mean, I could see if you're busy, just say I'm busy, but they weren't busy. They just prefer to text. And I was right. like, <laughs> strange, 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 strange. But anyway, yeah. Uh, right. c- connection is, is, is super important. Um, so earlier when we were talking, I asked you if you could describe this time of uh, lockdown in one word, what would it be? And you said that it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look out at the remainder of, of 2020 and you think about how you believe the rest of your year is going to be, if you could choose one word to describe the remainder of 2020, what would that be and why? Uh, it'll be... Um... Man, I was going to use two words, but I was two just words saying, is fine. Uh, two words is fine. I was going to say proper planning. Oh, okay. Proper, yeah. proper planning. Um, this is, you know, so I'm a guy about, I'm about action, right? So I don't go out and forecast, hey, I'm going to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, I'm just not that kind of guy. But when you think, when I think about business and I'm in project management and project management, there's just different approaches to, to landing a successful project or a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so companies are saying, hey, look, we need this within this quarter, within this time, and we need to uh, realize these benefits, whether if it's this quarter, this year, or next year, but we need this, this is important. So I look at my life in the same light. It's a business, right? To say, hey, look, there's goals, there's dreams, there's things that my kids may not necessarily say they want, but I know they will need in the near future. Mm-hmm. And just being able to plan and say, okay, hey, how do how do we get our future into the right place, into the right position? And that's not going to happen by uh, by mistake. That has to be a plan, a proper planning, and a proper execution to it. With God's grace, uh, all things are possible but not not easy though. So um so that's what I see in 2020 is really just the planning aspect and then execution. That's that's great 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 words of wisdom there like for 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 the year mm-hmm. for for any time in life really is planning because you know we we live in a, a culture and society where people want like microwave results or they want to say i woke up like this and it's like no right. you got to plan <laughs> right. you need to plan and execute you are not going to wake up with your dreams in your hand mm-hmm. at all you you have to work for it you have to plan for it you have to prepare mm-hmm. for it right. and i wish i could remember the the quote that i was thinking about but it's 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 something about when opportun- when planning meets opportunity mm-hmm. um like if an opportunity arises and you haven't properly planned and prepared, it's yep. not really an opportunity at that mm-hmm. point. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for somebody else, but not for you. Yes, and so exactly. <laughs> um, I think many of us during this time have had time to slow down, um, to really think, to prepare, to plan, to get our houses in order, to get our emotional self in order, to get our families in order, to get mm-hmm. our spiritual life in order, to get um, our physical body, like you mentioned earlier, in order and you know take care of ourselves so that when opportunity comes at the end of this season i do believe things are going to be great and i like what you said about planning because a my my husband started a garden um during this pandemic in june and so now we're getting cucumbers and tomatoes and herbs and all kind of stuff but that takes planning and tilling and cultivating and Mm -hmm. watering all that preparation to get, you know, to get the harvest. But if you never, if you don't prepare and plan in the time when you only see dirt, when you mm-hmm. only see negativity, you mm-hmm. can't expect to get a harvest or to be able to see fruit or be able to see vegetables or be able to see whatever it is that you want in your life if, you, if you're not prepared. So that's, that's really good. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that, that you want to share um, with anybody? Yeah, want to sing opera for us? Do you want to um, <laughs> tell us anything else? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I, I would. So, you know, uh, also I wanted to uh, just kind of uh, piggyback off of that because, um, you know, in the cultivating process, uh, the one thing that I think that is missed when we're harvesting is we miss the administration process. 
Mm, and the yeah. administration process in harvesting is what will allow you to receive the promises of God, right? So there's five, there's five ways that you're going to be able to receive from God. Because in the Bible, Mark eleven twenty four says that, uh, that whatever you pray for, believe that you receive. And I ask people, I ask people, hey, have you received your promise? Have you received your husband? Have you received that job? Have you received that increase? And most people are like, I don't know, right? And I'm like, well, okay, well, we got to know how you receive it. And so receiving is that administration process. But if we don't understand scripturally what that administration process looks like, even believing and planning, we're still, we're, we're, we're still going, going to be unable to receive that because God, God knows that our capacity has to increase in order for us to handle that pressure or that new responsibility in our lives, right? So, uh, and that can be, even if you're single like myself, and then someone comes into your life, guess what? That's a new life that I'm- Ladies, he said he's single. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, just for the ladies out there. I had, had, had to throw a plug right. in there for you, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> just hit me up if you like. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but no, so so yeah, so um, that's a new life, right? So there is an administration process that goes there to say, hey, with with my job, with my children, with everything that's happening, hey, the main thing is that hey, if, since this is my going to be my future wife. I have to make the time and mm-hmm. I have to put in the effort to uh, make this successful because God said my marriage is blessed and it's not yeah. becoming blessed. So the, the, so that's a little bit, you know, far as than what I wanted to explain and kind of talk about through this pandemic is learning that administration process for sure. That, that, that is huge too, because even, like, like you said, the administration process in, in involved in reaping, whatever your blessing is. And mm-hmm. I have a live example of that from earlier this year. Um, we were, my husband and I were blessed with a whole bunch of office furniture. And I oh. had been saying that I want to open up, you know, an office space. This was all, be, this was before the pandemic happened. Okay. And um, I was like, I'm going to open this space. I won't give too many details here because the stuff is in the works. I don't want anybody to steal my idea, but anyway. Right, right. Um, so <laughs> the, the, I was like, I'm going to, and I had made a goal at the beginning of the year to uh, just write up the business plan. And I had no idea that I would have any, I was like, I'm going to need a space. I'm going to need office equipment and so on and so forth. Well, um, that was probably the end of December when I was writing out the goals. I revisited them January of this year in the beginning of the year. And then by the end of January, I had gotten all of the office furniture that I needed for to, to suit 60 to 80 people. Yeah. Wow. And so we, and we had to get, we had to pick the stuff up in like maybe a, um, maybe it was like a, a week, a, a week's time span. And we still had to work. We still had to do kind of stuff and it was heavy and it was during the week. And, um, it took wow. probably like two or three, eight hour days to the point where we had to leave some of the stuff. We couldn't even get it all. And as my husband was moving some of the stuff, he said, now I see what our pastor means by saying reaping is harder work than sowing because mm-hmm. he had to carry <laughs> all of that furniture, you know, back and forth back. And, and, and we were tired to the point where we're like, we're just going to leave it. Forget it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want anymore. We don't want it. Right. Because it was, it was, oh. it was just, it was so much. And right. I, all I could do was laugh. Like, you're right because we we, we got to figure it out. We had to rent two U-Hauls. We mm-hmm. had to get two different storage facilities because we we filled up one storage and we thought that it was going to fit in one, and we had to buy another. I mean, you know, rent another storage unit out to fit the rest of the stuff. And right. it was just a whole week of like carrying heavy stuff, getting multiple trucks, trying to find people to help at the last minute, moving right. the stuff, disassembling it is everything and. Right. I, I, I'm thankful for it, but it was just an example to me of like that it, reaping is hard work. <laughs> it, it is definitely, definitely hard work. Absolutely. And you know, um, because like one of my businesses, uh, I actually have a career development business where I help people to, you know, double or uh, increase their income by double, right? In, mm-hmm. in the, uh, in the uh, career side of things. And I remember, and this was like five years ago. I was making a measly like 30,000 a year mm-hmm. and, and I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to feed five mouths, right? In a yeah. house, right? So, so I'm like, all right, God, I need some help. And I'm like, all right, cool. So God's like, okay, yeah, you need help? Okay, great. And I remember, uh, I remember one time, it was six months, he said, okay, I need you to apply to some positions. So within six months, I applied to over 700 jobs, right? And I did over 400 interviews within six months. So that's like 68, 69 uh, interviews, right? So if you do that, if you break that down per day, it's like three to five per day. Um, and, I wow. remember, and I'm just interviewing, right? I'm just going through it. And um, God, God was like, okay, cool. So I'm going through all of this in six months. And I remember this is the first time uh, I was actually offered a six-figure job ever, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. But um, through that journey, God said, you know, James, he says, I didn't teach you how to fish. And I'm like, what? You didn't teach me how to fish? Like, what are you talking about? He says, I taught you how to own the lake. So to own the lake, you got to know how to administrate that lake. Because mm -hmm. now you got to have people to go in and do yeah. the work for you. But see, you have to know how to do it yourself, right? Right. So, um, and so through what you're learning and what, you know, what I'm learning and a lot of people out here are learning is that, you know, the kingdom is real. But that harvest, that harvest is really hard work. So yeah. that administration, like that's the piece that you plan for to say, okay, hey, when we do receive this, right? When yeah. we do in the natural, okay, do we have that process ready? Because if it's not right. ready, I mean, like you said, you had to leave some of the furniture behind, right? Yep. That harvest is massive. Mm -hmm. God's harvest is massive. So, um, so yeah, so I just try to position myself every time. And so I just want to encourage people out there who may be just struggling with, uh, you know, with their, maybe their faith or maybe just lost hope in relationships because, you know, they've been disappointed in, uh, in past relationships or whatever, is that, hey, there are people out here like yourself, myself, people out here who are truly moving the needle forward in the kingdom. And, uh, and I just pray and hope that, uh, that they get out and truly uh, re get to these people where they can really disciple them and really receive it for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well thank, thank you, James. Um, if our listeners want to connect with you uh, for any of your businesses or anything like that, where can they find you at? Yeah, so they can find me on Facebook, James Beecham, you know, uh, and then Instagram, it is James Beecham 24, uh, which, you know, by that, uh, by that time, I'll be officially retired. So thank you, Jesus. And then if, uh, if not, then they can also reach me at my email, International at yahoo.com. And uh, they can just, you know, ask me any questions. I'm available. <laughs> So much for inviting.